Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 111 of Your Best Self Podcast. Today I have a client Q&A which I am always so excited about recording and this week is no different so thank you to everybody in the Project Your Best Self who checked in a little bit earlier. Um, I am actually going out later today so I wanted to get this podcast recorded um, because I know that I'm not going to be in a fit state tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I hardly ever go out and one of the women in my work has retired and I've worked with her for like since I started I learned so much from her and I'm so excited to go it's like a dressing up um day so uh, yeah so I know that I'm going to have a good few drinks today and you might not get the best of me tomorrow so I thought if I can get everyone checked in on Friday I can record the podcast on Saturday morning and enjoy my night and then you guys get a good check-in everyone listening gets the not hungover version of Heather podcast and it's win-win. So let's get started. I am going to run through the wins. I'm going to talk a little bit about these. I'm going to go through a couple of common struggles and we have one question this week. So let's get started. Um, so these are uh, Project Your Best Self and the Empower Group check-ins, all right? So one number one, I feel like I'm more calm with not tracking. I'm not overthinking it, so I'm not thinking about food as much. The scales are coming down and I'm making good choices and I feel quite good. And so this person has moved away from tracking. In the first couple of weeks, she was a little bit stressy, feeling like she was maybe losing a little bit of control, which I do think for some people is kind of common when you move away from tracking. But we stuck with it and we kind of asked a few questions around about this and now she has seen major benefits because she's not thinking about food. That's kind of one of the cons of tracking is you can get a little bit preoccupied with food, preoccupied with numbers um, and she's actually seen the benefit now. So it's taken a, f- a couple of weeks just for her to kind of build that confidence and she's getting the results as well. So the skills are coming down. So you do not need to track calories to get results. Um the more that I've been doing this, so I speak, I spoke about this in the, the podcast before about moving away from tracking, but the more that I've been coaching and the kind of demographic, so like busy working mums, the more I've realised that tracking is just for a lot of you guys, and I'm a busy working mum as well, like tracking is just not a sustainable option. Um, it's good to do for a few weeks to get a kind of, uh, to build that knowledge base, to build that education, but a lot of you guys, and myself included, I don't have time to track and you don't need to track. So yes, you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose body fat, but no, you don't have to track those calories to create that deficit, all right? Um, next one, by Sunday we'll have done three out of three workouts and an additional few gym classes. I'm gaining more confidence in the gym using weights and jeans didn't feel as tight on the other day. So this is something on Project Your Best Self. We are on week four, noticing changes in our, um, in our clothes and she is um, getting back and she lifted weights before but she's just building her confidence back up in the weight area which is amazing next one kept it together moving my daughter into halls what an emotional time um haven't panicked over lack of tracking um, i've had three meals out of the weekend did not overeat and made wise choices which is amazing so yeah a very emotional time like happy emotion like exciting emotion but still emotional it's still like a change um again this person moving away from tracking me did have a couple of weeks where she was starting to kind of she was it was transitioning that lack of control um, she was uh, struggling with it a little bit but again we're gaining confidence we're moving forward she is not panicking because she's not tracking um, and I did do a little bit of questioning back and forward about the when she was saying about making wise choices because 
sometimes when we say we make wise choices or sometimes when people say oh I eat really healthy like that is so subjective so it's like taking a little bit of time to delve into that so what is a wise choice to you because for some people who have maybe came from a background of like fad dieting or summer world um like a, a wise choice is including lots of like quote-unquote free foods so that could be a lot of pasta it could be a lot of rice but actually overeating on these you're still going to probably be out of your deficit all right so it's question what is what is a wise choice what is a healthy choice because we can still gain body fat by eating wise choices or eating healthy choices um and it's just always questioning um this person is very social um likes to go out loads and we are probably at a point where she's maintaining her weight but she's happy with it okay so again this is something to consider as well like if you do have a lot of social things on it's okay to maintain your weight it's okay to have a little period where you decide like do you know what it is going to be maintenance it's going to be my focus just now um and then you when you're maybe not as social or, or you decide that you want to have a little push at fat loss, maybe there's like a four, six week period where you're like, I'm going to push fat loss right now. Um, because it does mean more compromises, like realistically going out three times at the weekend, like, and you like, you can make like good choices, but if you are drinking alcohol, if you are, um, if the portion sizes are increased a little bit, like you don't have full control over what is in that meal. Like realistically, like if you're doing that every single week, like fat loss is going to be harder. It's not going to be impossible, but you're probably going to have to make more compromises. It's probably going to have to be no alcohol. um, Or if there is alcohol, it's like only one drink at one meal. um, Maybe not having a starter, just having like a main course, like etc. Like you're going to have to make more compromises. So that's a choice that you make and it's an empowered choice. Like I'm here to support you whatever choice you make. um, But it comes from you. It comes from like who you are, your values um, and what you want to do moving forward. Um, So we've decided for this person that she just wants to have a little period of maintenance which is great um next one I was conscious of state goals despite not tracking so I'm going to speak about this a little bit later but this person had a really tough week and she didn't track but she was still um conscious of other non-negotiable habits like her steps um next one just being super organized and planning everything from food to workouts to steps to sleep when usually something can slip slightly and again like this is amazing so just like you guys know how big of an advocate i am about getting planned planning your week being super organized because when you're busy this helps tremendously it takes the thinking away you feel more motivated you know things are going to get done there's less overwhelm there's less stress like plan it in don't just hope for these things to um to happen like i get you guys to think about two to three non-negotiable like you're going to try and hit that week like but you can't just be like i'm going to try and hit my steps no 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 you're not going to try and hit your steps you are going to hit your steps and how are you going to hit your steps how are they planned in like i want you to be thinking about that and i want you to be um to be slotting that in within your week okay because we do not have a lot of time to spare in our day we have to be intentional with that time um so getting it planned and being super organized um, really helps next one really busy one this week (laughs) a really busy week this week Um, and my husband's away um, the weekend for work then I've been getting my house myself sorted for being away for four days I've only managed one workout this week and it was only 20 minutes I actually really missed doing the other ones so this person so she was having a little bit of a wobble because she had missed like this is she, she didn't get her three workouts in but I got her to look back now since she started with me in the middle of April she has not missed a week of doing three workouts she has been so consistent this consistency is important and it's this for this person for this client um it just means that do you know what see if there's only one week where you only get one workout in one 20 minute workout in look at what you've the consistency that you've built before this that is going to make no difference and the fact that she's actually missed not doing them that make that tells me and it shows to her that this has became an a, like an ingrained part of her life and um, it's now part of her lifestyle and that's something that's really really exciting that's the reframe so you guys with the soulful september challenge this week's all about reframing all right so you can see that we can be like oh that's been a really shit week i've only got one 20 minute workout in i really miss my workouts i'm such a failure but the reframe of that is do you know what see despite a really busy week i have still showed up and got 
and did what I did. Like I've given a hundred percent of what I can give. Um and I know that like the, the way that I feel about my workouts and how much I've missed them, like this isn't as part of my lifestyle and I can't wait to get back in. And actually having like a little week off when you have been so consistent with your workouts is only going to help because you're going to be able to push things a little bit um more in the gym, push the weights up, reps up, etc. next week when you've had a little bit of rest. So there is the reframe and have a lovely time away. Um, next one, I've managed to increase my weights again for some exercises and maintaining it. I am building a community of strong fucking females and I am here for it. Love it. Next one, been to the gym for two sessions. I feel, felt comfortable and enjoyed it. Um, on Sunday, my husband helped me plan the food for the week. This has been so helpful as we did the shopping, knew what we needed to get and went the crazy nights of juggling everything we had um, we had dinner sorted. Guys, what I was speaking about before, planning, prepping, getting, um, like, slotting things into your week. Like, and how amazing, like, having, like, when you've got a supportive partner that um, helps you plan the week, helps you do the, the, the food shop or the meal prep or whatever, like, working as a team. Teamwork makes the dream work. And this person's last one, these are all this one person. Um, I wore a dress I wore at the start of summer and it felt awful on. I tried it on this weekend and I noticed it felt better on. Not tight around the waist. I was delighted with this. It made me feel good. Amazing. Again, we're seeing progress in um, clothes uh, and like how you're feeling, um, feeling comfortable in the gym, getting to the gym. This person just joined the gym and she's feeling good and feeling comfortable in it. Love it. Um, I managed to go to the gym at 6am before my 12 hour shift last week, I've never done that before and it felt good for doing it. Um, I managed to fit into a skirt I've not worn in years, which I was happy about. So this is somebody on Empowered, um, a shift worker. And sometimes I think we can, I don't want to say use shifts as an excuse because working 12 hour shifts is tough, it is. But sometimes we have to kind of just... If, if I've gone to the gym before a 12 hour shift is the only time you can go like sometimes it's just about sucking up and going alright and I hate saying that suck it up like because I don't mean suck it up but I just mean sometimes it's like right, well I'm going to this person's never tried it before so it's like well I'm going to try and see how I feel oh my god I actually feel great because sometimes you can be like well I could never go to work I could never go to the gym before a 12 hour shift because I'd be too tired in my shift I used to think like this right so I used to think like I would I won't like if I'm tw- on a 12 hour day like I can't possibly go to the gym before it because I want to sleep as long as I can etc etc but actually what I found was doing a little bit of exercise in the morning before a 12 hour shift I actually felt better throughout that shift because movement gives you energy and it's like you start you start your day on a high you start your your day your morning winning like I always speak about one in the week one in the morning and what that happens is usually the snowball effect. So because you have did something that's aligned with your goals in the morning, it just means that your nutrition choices are usually a little bit better. You are more motivated to go a walk. Um, and everything snowballs. So I would always try and win the morning. However, that doesn't have to be a workout. It just means something aligned with your goals. But just remember it can go the other way as well. So bearing that in mind. like So sometimes if you don't go to the gym, even though you've said you're going to go to the gym, you might then have that thinking that, um, brain pattern where you're like well what is the point in eating healthy what is the point in going from a walks like that's a, it's as extreme all or nothing we want to be moving away from that um but it's known like even if you don't go to the gym in the morning or don't do what you said you're going to do in the morning it doesn't mean you write the day off uh, but it's just known that it does work to uh, like both ways but I would always try and win the morning however that looks to you for me that win in the morning is not going to the gym like I can't I've got two kids my husband leaves the house at half five six o'clock every morning like that's not possible for me but I do try and win the morning in another way so whether that is I don't know like boring stuff getting a washing on um having my, like my nutritious breakfast like just trying to do a little bit a couple bits about the house when the kids are eating breakfast like silly things like that but if I can try and win the morning before I before I go to work like I'm a much better frame of mind um next one um I was always I was always if I don't stick to it 100% then I'm no point kind of person so all all or nothing extreme kind of person um and in the past when I've did um this so meaning like did like different challenges different plans I lost a pound of weight but then I stuck it back on okay so that this person um like your kind of typical yo-yo dieter this time, although I don't feel like I'm making much progress physically yet, um, but I'm not overly bothered because the change in mindset of all or nothing, I feel is more important. This week I went to my friend's house for dinner and then had lunch with him on my mum on Thursday. Before I would have cancelled this, instead I had minestrone soup and half a sandwich. So I made a better choice, but I still went out. And that's the thing. So I was like, explain to this person, like, 
yes, on paper, you might not look as if you've made as much progress as we have done before, but you're learning, you're moving away from all or nothing, you're being consistent, you're not, you're you're doing this aligned with your values, you're not cancelling your nights out and your days out, you're not living in a hole for six weeks, I don't want you to do that, I want you to learn how you include these, she's still making progress, um, but it's slower on paper right now, but actually that slow progress, if you um, focus a year down the line, like you're going to be in a much different place if you continue to do what you're doing, instead of because like, I could quite easily say to you guys, right, do you know what, I'm going to slash your calories for the next six weeks. I want you to work out X amount of times a week. Um, I don't want you to be going out. Um, I want you to be hitting like 12 to 15,000 steps a day, etc, etc. Like, you get the point. I could be getting you guys to be extreme, but that that's, that's not me, okay? And that's not going to get you the results long term. That's not going to get you sustainable fat loss results because you're not going to be able to do that. Like, well, yeah, you could do it for six weeks, but... I'm sorry, but who wants to stay in? Who wants to cancel on their mum for, like, going out for lunch? Who wants to, like, not be going out with their friends? Now, I get there has to be compromises. You can't do... You can't go out all the time and expect to get results. I understand that. But you have to learn how to include these things. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. And I'm not here to get a fucking amazing progress picture out of you. I'm here to change your life. I'm here to change your mindset. I'm here to change your, your habits and your health. That's what I care about, okay? So um, you are making progress and it's the it's where it matters. It's in your mind and you are making physical proce- progress as well. A um, couple of wins left. So sleep, finally. <laughs> Little tweaks, but earliest I've been in bed for months and I've slept much better. Hallelujah. Hall- oh my gosh, hallelujah. Um, so this person was struggling with sleep and we just made a couple of little um, tweaks, a couple of little suggestions and it's working so sleep is the pinnacle of health and well-being, all right? And if you have small children, which I know a few of you do, like you you are in the depths of sleep deprivation, which you have no control over, which is very, very tough. And the same, like, so some people who are going through like perimenopause or menopause, like that can impact your sleep as well. Like you know how utterly, and also the shift workers, like how can I forget you guys? Like, um, but you know how utterly like shit you can feel the following day because sleep like when we sleep all our hormones regulate um it's our chance to like rest to recover to recuperate um if we do not get this like it does have dramatic impacts on the following day so you feel hungrier you're more tired you're less likely to work out to get your steps your mood is lower um so that can impact things like your body image it can impact food choices um, you are looking for like quick fixes of energy. It's 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 tough, okay? It is so tough. So if you have some control over sleep, I really would be doing the like whatever I could to be optimizing your sleep quality and quantity. So regardless, like there's always little things you can do. So like yeah, like mums, like you cannot control your kids. Like Olivia's teething just now. It is brutal. I can't control when I get up, but I can control when I go to bed, I can control like what I'm doing before bed, am I scrolling on my phone, um, am I just staying up like mindlessly watching Netflix when I could be going to bed like an hour or an hour and a half earlier, like can I ask like parents to take to take her for one night just so that I can get a full night's sleep, um, like if you are like perimenopausal or menopausal and it's night sweats, like can you get like a cooling blanket, like can you try different things, um, it's it's about doing what you can like shift workers like do you have a post shift routine like how is your caffeine intake like what are the what is it that's keeping you awake or stopping you fall asleep and just making some little tweaks because it well for fat loss but for general health like sleep is one of the most underrated over, no underrated tools. I think a lot of people forget about it as well. But if you can make little tweaks um, to get a better night's sleep, you will. It will have such a dramatic impact. So I would really try if if you are suffering with sleep to try and um, just find some things that work for you. Um, next one. My partner partner wanted a Chinese this week, so I looked for a dry dish with no sauce, with protein, and added my own stir fried veg. I avoided the prawn crackers and cooked some supermarket mini veg spring rolls to add to the meal. It felt good to be able to join in with a takeaway, but also felt like I hadn't fallen away from my plan. So, 
like this this person has um, still got the Chinese with her partner, but she's just made some little like little adjustments to suit her. And this is kind of thing like if you want to be eating like the same meals as your family, but you're not sure how to do it, this is kind of what you kind of have to think about. So it's maybe having more veg instead of rice on your plate. Um, it's maybe getting like a lower calorie. Um, Chinese options so think about like um, meat that's not been um, deep fat fried so anything crispy anything like shredded like usually means it's fried Uh, and batter obviously fried so getting like chicken breast or prawns and a lighter sauce so um, like your like ginger ginger and oyster is that I can't remember now black bean these things are going to be lower in calories um but you can still enjoy that meal with with your family it is about mindful choices and it's about portion size okay so prawn crackers like the prawn crackers are incredibly high in calories like i was shocked at the, the calories in prawn crackers um and it's like swapping your egg fried rice for boiled rice for example just making these little swaps and just thinking about the portion size okay and that mindset as well so enjoying a Chinese with your with your family, if you do that maybe once a month, it's going to make no difference. Um, but it's how you're thinking about it. Are you thinking that you're off plan, you failed, you might as well eat, like get the full portion of crispy chilli chicken, fried rice, um, spring rolls, prawn crackers, like full shebang, like because you're thinking this is quote unquote bad. It's not, it's 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 the choices that you're making and it's the mindset, it's, it's how you're thinking about it that usually trips a lot of people up. And it's why you need to learn how to include these things, build that confidence so that you know further down the line um, that you are still going, there's no panic, there's no cancelling, there's no thinking, I can't get a Chinese, like I can't enjoy this this um, this meal with my husband um, because of um, because of the calories or because it's bad. Um, next one, and this is the last one guys. Enjoyed my short workouts, I've squeezed three in already and plan at least another one. Um, I, st- I stopped standing on the scales as it wasn't helping. I'm making slow progress but it's progress so I'm happy. Okay, so this person a few weeks ago was really struggling to fit in the three workouts, like the three longer workouts, so we just stripped it back. And I was like, right, do you know what? The, the goal is two 20 minute workouts. Um, and she found that it was much more motivating because she could actually get these in. And now she's actually getting three in and then plan another another one, all right? So it's about finding what works for you in your week. And some weeks might look different to others, but if the, like the 45, 50 minute workout is, is too long for you to fit in in one go, then let's just do like 20 minutes, but maybe you do a couple more workouts. Like So maybe instead of three 40 minute workouts, we build to four 20 minute workouts, for example. Um you're still going to get great results, but it's just managing it around about your lifestyle and what fits for you. And everybody's going to be different um, in that respect. And the thing about the scales as well, so I really get, want you guys to educate yourself in the scales. I want you to desensitise yourself in the scales. But sometimes actually that means just moving away from them and finding other ways of making progress so that you are actually um, confident and you're not getting hung up in that number Um so yeah, I'm happy if you're happy. Right, let's go on to the struggles. So first struggle. So this is um somebody in the Empower Group and this was just amazing last week. So um her struggle was I we got a wee bit angry at myself um at the weekend after I had takeaway on Saturday night, just talking down to myself in brackets, I'll never succeed, etc. Put a message in the group and everyone was so nice and supportive. I felt a hundred percent a hundred times better before I went to bed. It was lovely. This is the power of community. So this was incredible. So before I had even seen the message and got into the group, there was like six, seven messages from like everyone else in the group like basically telling this person like not to beat herself up. Um, that one meal didn't matter, um, like to draw a line under it, not like talk shit to herself. Um, and it was incredible to see. And that is the power of community. Like you guys are all on similar journeys um, and you can all help each other out on this because basically like at the end of the day, we've all been here. We've all been that person who has potentially got something um, that they maybe hadn't planned to and 
we're our own worst critics as well. Like, so you do start to talk shit to yourself. Like, you would never say this. You would never say this to other, like, to other people. The, the comments that were coming in the group were like so supportive. Um, but it's like, why can't we say that to ourselves? Why can't we be that, like, that cheerleader in our own head? And like, I, I do it. I do it myself. Like, so I can't. Like, I'm not saying anything. Like, I'm not shaming or judging. Like, but. It's like trying to change that voice and try to like think about the comments that you would say to somebody else, but use them on yourself, all right? It's about this self-compassion. So I've spoke about it before, like if you have a takeaway on a Saturday night, like it doesn't mean that you have ruined the week. Yes, it might mean that you're probably not going to be in a deficit for that day, depending on like the choices you have made, etc. But do you know what? You're probably still going to be in a deficit for the week if you've been consistent the rest of the week. And that's what counts towards fat loss. It's not one day. It's the average of your actions over time. So over a week, over a month. All right. And this person's still making progress. You're still dropping, like the scales are still coming down. So she could have actually like catastrophized that in her, in her head. With If she didn't go in the group and actually say that, she could have catastrophized that in her head. And like that, that night could have ended up completely different. She might have just like got more food to eat she might have um the following day woke up feeling guilty feeling full of shame like over restricted or continue to overeat the following day but she didn't so guys if you ever feel like a bit meh or a bit like you don't like you don't feel like you're making progress or something happens in your day and you just want a little bit of support or even just to offload put it in the group that's what they're there for or message me um because sometimes like when we just say these things out loud and we put them down on paper kind of like when you're doing your checking you're like oh my week actually wasn't as bad or that's not as bad as I'm building up in my head and then you'll get the support from everybody else in the group because everybody in these in the whatsapp groups wants you like everyone wants everyone to to um I was going to say survive (laughs) to succeed okay um so use the group that's what it's there for it's a safe space it's a safe non-judgmental space that's been created and that's special so use it right next struggle we had a couple of people struggling with period cravings um so I had my period and I was really feeling it but I didn't reach for sugar or overload myself on food I took a little of what I wanted and I moved on and it felt really accomplished um and next struggle was more cravings due to period being due but I've managed these and much more under control than I usually would be so people have struggled with their period and with cravings but actually these are wins as well because they have realized that um they don't need or they do need sugar like or they they, they are craving sugar chocolate etc but they don't need to have loads and loads of it I used to use my period as an excuse to overeat um on chocolate um or like yeah not go to the gym or like yeah, just I basically just used it use it as an excuse. Um and yeah, it doesn't do you any favours to like just say like just oh I've got my period so I'm just gonna eat all the chocolate. Like because what you usually usually find is a little bit does satisfy it. Um so yes, like what I would say with everybody with their period is track your period track your symptoms because you are going to well one they're going to vary from person to person like there there is there's like um the research shows like averages so it might show that the majority or a lot of people get cravings and like they are um the week before their period but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to get those periods like um, everyone's going to get those symptoms so you need to find what your symptoms are track your period and that's something that I recommend every single person does because you then get to know what's coming up all right you can rationalize that I'm going to link a podcast that Amelia Thompson did um I just listened to it today and it was absolute gold um so I'm going to link it in the WhatsApp groups and I'll link it down below in the show notes as well. But I would go and listen to that. She explains it like a lot more coherently than, than I could um, and goes into a little bit about the research that's been done. And there's not a lot of research that's been done. Um, and there's a lot of stuff you'll see on Instagram about people that are telling you that you should rest at certain points of your period, that you should go heavy at certain points of your period. But the research doesn't back this. Um 
and it also she lists a, like this big massive list at the end of like the symptoms that you can experience on your period and actually the potential impacts that these can have on on you on like your mood on how you're showing up your body image um etc etc and like all of these things um can impact like impact you it can impact your habits your behaviors like how you're showing up so get to know your body honor her like not what you're reading on instagram like not what somebody like not when somebody's like oh i've got my like my period on me too like oh i'm really craving chocolate oh me too well we're just gonna get some chocolate yeah okay but when you're not really but you're you're just kind of going with the crowd like get to know you get to know your body your cravings um and get to and then and then that way you can make it like make adaptions throughout your cycle that's going to help you and it's and it is keeping like your goals in mind as well so you know that eating like a sheer bar of chocolate like it's not in line with your fat loss goal so like it's like does like a mini bar of chocolate help not really I do want a little bit more right okay well I'm just going to have I'm going to have a full-size bar um and yes I might not be as big a deficit today but that is actually going to satisfy my craving rather than having like a little bar or what I used to do having fucking chocolate rice cakes and I would then eat six chocolate rice cakes which is about 400 calories I would have better off been having two bars of chocolate but it was because I was trying to satisfy that craving with something that just wasn't satisfying the craving if I just honoured my body and honoured that craving I probably would have had half a bar of chocolate been about like 150 calories um and I would have moved on and felt much better about it. Instead, I was like, I'm going to have another chocolate rice cake. That wasn't enough. I'm going to have another chocolate rice cake. Oh, I'm going to have another chocolate rice cake. Oh, I'm going to have a spoonful of Nutella. I should just have had a bar of chocolate. But it was like push, trying to push through instead of just honouring my body and honouring the cravings. Because your cravings are going to, or for some people, for majority of people, you're craving, you will be craving something on your period. Um, it might not be like the week before your period, it might be after your period, it might be during your period, but you you are going to have some cravings. So sometimes it is just about honouring them, but honouring them in like a mindful way. And that's what you guys have actually experienced this week, which is awesome. Um, next struggle. All exercises are feeling heavy in the gym, even with lowered weights. I'm unsure what's causing that, but I'm trying my best. So some weeks you are, you might feel weaker in the gym. All right, so... Again, we like this person um, is on contraceptive, contraceptive, so we do not know exactly where she is in her menstrual cycle, but this can have an impact on strength as your hormones fluctuate. Okay, and again, this is going to vary from person to person. Some people will, will see no differences in their strength, um, and some people might feel stronger at certain periods. Okay, again, Amelia talks about this in her podcast, but the fitness industry is will get you to ramp up your training um, at certain points of your menstrual cycle. They will get you to um, focus on form in some parts of, your, parts of your cycle and they will get you to completely rest in some parts of your cycle. But the evidence and the research does not back this up, all right? And for some people, they will, like for me, for instance, I noticed very little um, strength adaptations or like differences in my strength throughout my cycle. Um, on the majority, so there's, there's some months, and that's a, another thing to note, is that like, your, your cycle's not going to be the same every single month, so there are some months where I do feel a little bit weaker, but this is maybe one every six months. The majority of the time, I don't notice much difference in my strength, but everybody's different. Again, you need to you need to get in, like, in line with your cycle, and if you do not have a cycle because of contraception, still track your symptoms, so whatever you're whatever you're tracking maybe this week you'll be like right well I felt a little bit weaker in the gym and then maybe like next month or the month after like this coincides with another like similar um week so you can start to see trends and then you can start to make it you can start to know that they're coming up so you're not freaking out and be like oh my god I'm so weak what's going on you like, right, okay well I know that this is this is what's happening it's probably a result of my menstrual cycle um so I'm just going to lower the weights this week I'm going to really focus on form but I'm still going to show up and do my best because that is consistency all right so we do not have weeks off the gym just because we're not feeling that strong like that you're not going to get stronger doing that you need to just show up and do what you can all right and just remember as well so we're on a new block of programming and empowered Sometimes at the start, because it's new exercises and stuff, you might feel a little bit weaker, okay? But 
do you know what? You've went in, you've tried your best. That's all I can ask. That's building consistency. That's building the momentum. Um, and it's showing up when you cannot be asked. And we know, we all know that that is the people that like, showing up when you cannot be asked. These people get results. So, well done. Um, next struggle, variety to my meals um, plus making them more child friendly I've not been as planned as I wanted this week, again planning rewind <laughs> listen to that again, planning is going to make a big difference, okay so just try to be as planned as you can Like I get, like I'm not like I'm, I'm here to give you realistic advice Like I get some weeks you're not going to be as planned as you would have liked to um, but I think in these weeks, it is really helpful to have some easy midweek dinners that you can fall to that are child-friendly as well. Like, and something to think about, which is quite controversial, but it, it might actually e- be easier, especially in a fat loss phase, for you to not have too much variety. Because sometimes I can help you, this makes you feel really overwhelmed. Because you're sitting thinking, like, I need to have something different for breakfast, lunch and dinner, like, for seven days. Oh my God, that's 21 breakfasts, is it? It's not. <laughs> it's 21 meals. Oh, my God. Being like, I think, like, oh, that's seven different breakfasts, seven different lunches, seven different dinners. Oh, and the kids don't like this, or one doesn't like this, and one doesn't like this. Like, that's really overwhelming, and I would be like, I'm out. I'm not doing that. So, can you have, can you eat the same breakfast and lunch? Um, like, and maybe change it at the weekend, uh, if when you've got a little bit more time, all right? Find a variety and using different fruits and vegetables in these, okay? But it could be you have, like, cereal with fruit or you have, like, yoghurt and, um, like, berries with granola, um, overnight oats, porridge, etc. Like, um, or you batch cook, like, chicken sausages or bacon medallions and you have that with, um, like, a bagel in the morning. Like, something like that, like, for breakfast. And then lunches you have, you maybe have, always have a wrap, a sandwich, a bagel, um, baked potato, for instance. Like, and you just, you vary the protein source in the vegetables or the salad that you're using. Like, so you're having the same meal, but you're just bringing a little bit of variety to, like, kind of, like, what you're putting into it. And then, diff- like, you might have a little bit more variety in your dinners. Uh, dinners. So you might have, like, three to five different midweek dinners that you turn to um, that are easy to do, all right? Um, and again, make them try for, like, I have to do this with my meals as well because I refuse to make three different meals for everybody. Like, I'm just not doing it. And, like, hands up, like, I don't have fussy children. I don't. So I am very grateful for that and I'm very lucky. I understand that. Um but some things that I do is like, well, I have to make all my meals mild because obviously the kids um, will not eat anything spicy and I, I like spicy food. So um, making them mild is like, that's like just a compromise that I need to make, but I'm very willing to do it rather than having to make like two different dinners. Um, but things like curries, fajitas, like burgers, if you want to add spice, you can add it to it afterwards. Like, but don't be afraid as well about using like jar sauces, frozen vegetables, um, easy garlic and ginger paste. Like all these things, like use them. Do not think that you have to be cooking from scratch. You don't make it as easy as possible on yourself. Um, things like slow cookers for like midweek meals as well can be a real lifesaver. Doubling up on like the one meal so that you can have it as um like the following night as well so if you're having like spaghetti ball or chili for instance or spaghetti bolognese like one night you might have it with like rice or pasta the next night could you have it with like a baked potato or like a baked sweet potato for instance um like things like that like just trying to make it as easy as possible for yourself okay and with the kids like can you get them involved like actually like ha- like sitting down with them and being like well what do you want what what do you like to eat? What do you want to have this week? Um, can they help you get involved with the prep? Um, because remember, like kids are like little sponges, and they are going to do what you do. Um, so like teaching them from like a really young age and getting them involved in the cooking process can can sometimes reduce the bit of resistance. Now, I'll, my kids are young, like like eighteen months and four, so I don't know like hands up don't have the experience of having like older older kids like I have friends with older kids like I, I know their experience at dinner time can be a little bit different from mine but it's about finding different things uh, again finding ways that work for you and a lot of this the I think the struggle is it struggle is that the right word or like the kind of barriers people have about eating meals with their family 
is um, like portion sizes but you just have to do you have to make it work for you and for your goal so for instance like if we take like that chili example okay so if you're having chili with a family instead of having a full plate of rice like thinking about that plate so you're going to have a quarter of that plate is going to be for your rice portion so you're going to have a smaller rice portion but then maybe you have more chili because it's made with like lean mince there's veg in there so you have an extra spoonful of chili, um, and then maybe you have a side of veg that you add to your plate. So you're all you're all eating the same meal, but you're just making little adjustments to your plate that's going to be in line with your goal. All right, and that's how I would do it. That's how I would eat with the family if I was in a fat loss phase. All right, I would be making the same meal, but I would just be adding more veg to my plate. I'd be adding less carbs to my plate. I would be adding more of the lean protein source to my plate. Um. And then you're, you're only making the one meal, but you, you can all enjoy it as a family. Um, next struggle. So I had a couple of days at uni open days with the eldest. So food was mainly from motorway services, but I did manage to get a fruit pot at one of the unis as I chose that. And I chose that over a bag of crisps. That has never happened before. Um, so this person has like her struggle since the start has been like how much fruit and veg she's been eating. So for her to actually choose a fruit pot over a bag of crisps is major major progress which I am so proud of um the reason I've put this in is because I really do believe that um buying food in the go is not as big of a barrier as it has been in the past so I think people who are who are saying like I can't eat healthy on the go like I'm sorry I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there like I think that you are using that as an excuse this person isn't, obviously I'm not digging, that. this is not a dig at you, but I put this in because I want to make you aware that in terms of supermarkets, motorway services, um, like fuel, oh my god, garages, <laughs> what kind of, why can't I find words today? Um, these are co- really coming along in terms of like healthier options for like picking foods and drinks, alright? So you might have to like look a little bit more like closely, like do a little bit of digging for like the kind of healthier options be willing to pay a little bit more extra like extra for them um but things like your like salad sandwiches wraps um like salad pots fruit pots protein bars yogurt sandwiches um like i think that there is always something that you can pick now um that is going to be aligned with your goal so it's not a case of going and being like oh there's nothing on plan I'm just not going to eat anything and then you get over the hungry like so if you're at a service station you basically just have to do what you can but I think it's a lot easier to do that now um or if you're eating on the go like you're popping in a, a supermarket or something like meal deals with a chicken salad sandwich or a, like a salad sandwich with like something um another source of protein fruit pot bottle of water or a diet drink like that's less than 500 calories probably less than 400 calories and you've got like a decent balanced meal that's going to keep you full, all right? So I just don't think that the, the, the um, eating on the go can be used as, as an excuse now um, because I, th- I do think the, the services in the supermarkets and stuff, have do ha- they have came on a long way. Um, next struggle. So a lot of grief things are going on at the minute with family and friends. So this week's been a write-off with tracking. Um, an increase in mental load meant I wasn't going to be able to manage everything. I'm surprised um, I lost weight. And in this person's check-in, she also um, described that she'd skipped a week this week because she hadn't tracked. And I really wanted to address this because, again, I think this can trip people up and get them p- kind of falling into that all-or-nothing mentality, okay? So you didn't skip a week just because you didn't track, okay? Because you still showed up, you still did what you could, um, this person also had said that she didn't track but she was conscious of her state goal so she was still keeping her goals in mind despite having um, like a really emotionally draining week so she still was keeping like her state goal at the back of the mind like she still um, lost weight she still uh, lost weight in the scales so she was, had still created a deficit so despite not tracking her nutritional choices have still created that deficit and it's like I said before like you do not have to like cal you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose fat but you don't have to track those calories so tracking calories is not the only way to lose weight okay so you can do this with um non-tracking methods so 
things like creating structure in your 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 day. So having like three meals and one to two snacks, okay? Using like the plate method like I spoke about before. So half your plate is filled with fruit, veg or salad. A quarter of your plate is your carb source. So your rice, your pasta, quinoa, um, couscous. Things like um, if you're having a wrap, one wrap, um, a bagel, um, two bits of bread for a sandwich. Um, and then the other quarter of your plate is your lean protein source. So um, chicken, prawns, tuna, um, like ham, pork, lean cuts of meat, uh, like lean cuts of beef, um, your lower calorie mince, tofu, um, oh, I'm being put on the spot now, like the yogurt, etc. Like that is like your quarter of your plate fills with that, and then that's how you build every single meal. And then you would have three meals like that, and then you would have one snack as well. I'm going to speak about snacking uh, in a little minute, okay? Um, so that's how you would build using like the plate method, okay? You can also use the hand method to build your um, your plate, so that's using your hand. Again, I spoke about this in the podcast about moving away from tracking, but you have like a palm size. So your meal consists of like a palm size portion of protein, um, it consists of a fist portion, so it looks like a fist on your plate, um, portion size of your vegetables. So if you're having like carrots, sweet corn, peas, it'd be like three fist portions of these. Um, and it's like a cupped handful of your carbs, so like your pasta, your rice, etc. It's another way of building that plate. And then if we're thinking about fats, it's like a thumb portion of fats. So like a thumb portion of like cheese, avocado, um hard like so your hard fats like that like your um softer fats so things like peanut butter butter etc like you maybe want to be using like a teaspoon to do that oil as well i would always be measuring oil with a teaspoon or using like fry light or i hate fry light i really think it changes the taste of your food but using um oil in a spray bottle because uh, it just controls a portion of that but you're thinking about like a thumb portion of your fats as well if you're using like lean toaster protein you don't have fat included so um salmon is quite like it's an oily fish it's quite a, it's super super healthy like really good for you but it has got quite a high fat content as well so like i would use that as like my portion of fat as well um so it's things like so building your meals using that method as well um, there's honestly so many ways that we can create a deficit um, that do not include that you don't have to track for okay and then all that would happen like if we were moving forward so if you were doing like three meals and two snacks but you weren't losing weight then you would potentially drop a snack okay so three meals one snack yep you're starting to make progress yep great that that's working for you um so I just think it's really important to know that just because you didn't track calories does not mean that you've skipped a week. It does not mean that you've fallen off plan. It doesn't mean that you have fell off the wagon and that you've fucked it and that you have to, then you might as well eat for the rest of the week, etc. Like, it doesn't mean like this. And it's like, like I said before, like you guys are all busy and then this person's also had like a really emotional week as well. Um, but it's like, it's, it's showing up on these weeks, doing what you can um, and just knowing that you don't have to track, like you can move away from tracking if you feel like it's like an extra burden that you don't that you don't need right now, um, and you can still get incredible results. Um, next struggle, I'm not keeping myself busy enough, which leads to staring into the fridge cupboard. I've managed to stop myself mindlessly snacking though. So, um, what I want to speak about in terms of this, so I spoke a little bit about this last week, um because it's the same person so it was about um she's identified this as it's boredom snacking which is great it takes such great self-reflection and self-awareness to be like right well I know that I'm doing this because I'm bored all right so I get so what I'd, can I say to her in our check-in and it's something that I want you guys to be aware about if you do snack through boredom, all right? So it's all very well saying that you can distract yourself, which you can the majority of the time. If you're bored, you can be like, I'm just going to, don't know, go a wee walk or I'm going to phone, like I'm going to phone my friend, um, I'm going to play with the kids, I'm going to go and do some housework or whatever. Like, you can always distract yourself, right? But if you can, if you're constantly finding yourself like bored, and um, 
there's going to be situations where you might not be able to distract yourself as much. So let's just say at work, all right? So you have, it's a quiet night at work, a quiet day at work, and you're surrounded by food, which sometimes we are at work. And I know a lot of people will be in these situations and you cannot distract yourself as much. Or you're sitting doing really boring work, but all you're thinking about is food because you're bored and your automatic thing when you're bored is to go for food. That is a habit. So we want to try and break that habit, but we also want to, you can distract yourself that it's going to work, but we also want to be able to break that habit whilst feeling bored and sitting with that uncomfortable feeling, which can be tough, I'm not going to lie, but I have definitely spoken about this before, about surfing the urge and it's about the craving being like a wave, so it is going to ramp up. You're going to be really, really, really wanting to like pick at something um, and it's going to like get to the peak where you're going to be like this is probably the peak where you're in the cupboard um and then it's going to die down okay so it's 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 i would actually recommend for this person is to try and surf the urge like once or twice this week because we want to be able to build that resilience and build that habit and build that confidence in yourself to be able to surf the urge of that craving you're bored so that we can move past that without always having to distract yourself um so yeah it's about like just sitting with that uncomfortable feeling um non-judgmentally so like we spoke about before like not speaking to yourself like a piece of shit while you're doing this you're just being like right well this is tough I, I understand this is tough um but I can do this like I know that I can do this I'm going to even set an alarm 20 minutes set an alarm for 20 minutes um and then just thinking about um thinking about like moving forward from that okay so it's like sitting with that uncomfortable feeling like and and knowing that it's going to be as going to pass knowing that it's tough in the the moment um and just letting it rise letting it build up but just not acting on it okay and then just letting it like dissipate and fade away something that really helps with this if you're open to trying like some mindful meditation because that can really help you tune into your breath. It can really help you be present in the moment and it can help you not react to things like this. So I use Calm, um, but you can get guided meditations on YouTube, etc. Even just starting with like a five-minute guided meditation, if it's something that you are open to trying, I think that will really help in these situations, especially to surf the urge. And being okay with being bored, like we need to get used to that feeling and I think in the day and age that we are in being bored is a is an uncomfortable feeling because there's always there's always distractions there's always stuff going about you've got your phone there you've got um like Netflix Prime telly games etc there's always something to keep our our mind occupied and it's it's the now difficult thing is actually sitting with nothing um but we have to get better at doing that and especially if you are a boredom snacker, um, because we want to have different tools that we can turn to um, that are not going to just be um, food. And we want to be able to be able to sit with that boredom because we are going to have to do that sometimes in life um, and not turn to food. So I really want you to push this week and do that and let me know next week how you got on. Um, so I've got one more struggle I do so my biggest struggle has been snacking this week Um, although I've remained within my calories I would like to stop snacking or snack on healthier things I feel like I've struggled as sometimes I don't feel motivated um right so I want to speak about snacking okay so snacking is not inherently bad okay it's not inherently bad to snack but snacking can be done mindlessly like we just spoke about before, so boredom snacking, um, snacking like if you're just sitting in front of the TV, if you are anxious, if you are stressed, um, even sometimes if you are happy or if it's just something that you do with your partner, like or, like a night in the sofa, you guys get a share bear, a share bear, a share bag of like something, and it's something that's just became a habit, and you just do it, you do it mindlessly, okay. The thing about snacking as well is like usually, and you've already highlighted this, is you want to snack in healthier things. Snacking is usually done in like less nutritious or higher calorie foods. And this can lead to you like overeating or it can lead to you unintentionally coming out of your deficit. Um, And also if we think about snacking, like if we are continuously snacking throughout the day, it's actually going to have an impact on the enjoyment and the satiety that you're going to get from your meals. 
So that's something to be aware of as well, okay? So I actually agree, like having a focus on like your main meals and making these a priority really helps, okay? And actually just having like a little like guideline or rule with yourself to say like you are going, you can snack, like so I'm not saying you cannot ever snack, but you can snack, but thinking about only snacking if you are genuinely hungry or you feel like you need it, all right? So an example of this could be like if you are at work, okay, and you plan to go to the gym after work. So having like your breakfast either before you start or on first break, having your lunch at like one o'clock, but then you're going to go to the gym straight after work and you know you're not going to go home till seven. So actually going between one and seven without food and working out is quite a long period of time. So you might decide to have like an intentional snack of like a high protein yogurt and fruit at three o'clock, half three on your break before you then go to like finish work and then go to your class and then have dinner later on at night okay we don't want we want to avoid going really really long periods without food because usually what happens is then you then get into that next meal you're absolutely starving and you overeat um so it's, it is about eating regularly but it's about um also thinking about like the, your main meal so if if you're snacking like loads through the day then you might get to that main meal and not be that hungry you might then have a smaller portion of that like the main meal or even skip that main meal but then all that's going to do is exacerbate the problem it's going to exacerbate the snacking um so i would really have a focus on your main meals making these balanced like i've spoke about before um and then if you need a snack have a snack but another way to think about your snacks is to make like it's going it's going to help them be more nutritious is to think about having many balanced meals all right so in your snacks is there a source of protein is there some fruit and veg um is there either like a source of carbs or a source of healthy fats like i would go either or for your snacks um and this way you can be you're going to be much more intentional with them and you're going to be less likely to turn to like the unhealthy alternatives so some examples of this could be like a protein pudding with fruit and like a small helping of like nuts or seeds or a handful of granola or cereal um, it could be rice cakes with cottage cheese or tuna and mayo mayo with some like sliced cucumber or tomatoes on the top could be like a protein shake with fruit could be a carrot sticks with hummus like these little mini meal snacks are going to be much more likely to satiate you and then reduce you snacking more and also like they're kind of healthier alternatives to your like like the snacks that you've potentially been them eating before so that's just something to be to be mindful of but i would think for for this person and for the majority of people like focus on your main meals they are the focus they are the priority in your week snacks are snacks are there in case you need something between your meals. All right, so just remember that. Okay, questions. I've got one question. So somebody asked for an alternative to Bulgarian split squats, so she just really doesn't enjoy them. She doesn't feel like she's getting the most of it because she doesn't feel like her technique is, is great and she loses balance, etc. So I'm going to give you some alternatives. So there's always an alternative to exercise, all right? So if you are going to the gym and the machine isn't, the machine you need to be to use is being used or all the squat racks are being used, there's always something you can do. So if you're unsure, like pop me a message, pop it in the group and I'll give you alternatives. Um, and if you need, if you want your form critiqued, you can send me videos as well. Again, you can send me them directly, you don't have to put them in the group. But if you're unsure, if you're feeling that you're not working an ex- doing an exercise properly or you're not feeling the benefits where you should and you're worried about your technique, send me a video, okay? Like I can have a look at it and give you some some tips and techniques or even just reassure you that you are doing the, the movement properly. Um, but some alternatives to Bulgarian split squats, okay? So single leg movement amazing at building single leg strength is is one of my favorites but i'm not like i'm I'm not going to lie to you it is absolutely disgusting like it's a disgusting exercise i get it but it is so good at building single leg strength okay but there's other things that you can do all right so the bulgarian split squat you can actually um, build up to that so you can start with a split squat and then you can maybe start putting your back foot on plates not a up on a bench so it's a little bit easier but it's a progression and then you could progress to bulgarian split squats if you wanted to if you're getting pain or it's just not the exercise for you there's other things you can do so single leg leg press if you've got access to that leg press at the gym you can do that one-legged step ups 
um, just making sure that you are nice and slow and controlled on the way down. Um, single leg, leg extension as well. So there's a few alternatives, but there's also there's always an alternative to exercises. Like if you're in the gym and thinking like I can't do that, like or I'm not sure, um, or you just don't enjoy it, or you're getting pain. Like there's an alternative to everything. Don't skip that exercise out. Don't or don't not do a full day of programming because of one exercise. Like I was guilty of this in the past. Like I would see an exercise, but oh, can't do that day. Um, there's always an alternative. All right, so get in touch if you need to. Guys, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for your time, for your attention, for your check-ins. I honestly love it. And you guys are doing amazing and making me so proud and buzzing, buzzing that I, I get to do this every single week. So if anybody's got any questions off the back of this, please get in touch, let me know. Um, I will drop my Instagram handle in the show notes. But I hope you all have lovely days. And for anybody that I'm going to be seeing later, like, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm such a saddle, like, one night out and I'm buzzing. But anyway, um, I hope you all have lovely, lovely days and I'll speak to you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person. And that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.